Hello. Hola. Hola, señorita. Hola. So we're tuning in from the beautiful city of Montclair this afternoon. It was a really nice day today, I'm not going to lie. It was nice. It was about 77 degrees, I would say. Mm -hmm. I've had my windows open almost all day. Yeah, it was pretty hot, to be honest. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, no. Welcome to That W Podcast. That's That W Podcast. T-H-A-T-W Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) How Um, are you doing, Brittany? I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) Just okay? No, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm vibing. I've gotten to the point where I just sleep all day. Like you said, your sister sleeps in until dinner time. Yeah. I usually, yeah, like I'll wake up around 11 and I'll be up for like a few hours and then I'll go to sleep all day until it's time to go to work pretty much. Yeah. Um, so with me, that's what it's really affected me in is that I sleep a lot. But also, I've really started cleaning a lot. Oh, wow. I'm the total opposite. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you're a very clean person to start with. so Right. So me being home alone and not having anything to do, you would think it would be spotless. But I have clothes that I haven't put away from three weeks ago when I went to do laundry. Mm. So it's like, why do I need to clean? It's just me. Right. No, for me, it's gotten me cleaning everything. So I'm always changing my sheets. I'm always wiping shit down. And uh, dog bath. So long story short, I'm covered in dog hair because he sheds an insane amount. And then he came to sleep on the bed after he got his bath. Aww. So now there's dog hair flying everywhere. But yeah, it's pretty much my update for right now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the major thing about Sir COVID or Miss COVID, they COVID, whatever COVID-19 would like to identify themselves as. Ms. I, uh, <laughs> um, Whatever they are would like to be has made me very emotional. So I cry at absolutely every movie that comes on. <laughs> um, <coughs> I watched um, <coughs> Cheaper by the Dozen last week, I think, and I cried. I've watched, I finished, I watched The Office nonstop. So I finished The Office again, cried. Frozen 2, I cry for like a good 30 minutes. Like the whole remaining part of the movie, I just have tears rolling. Um, Is it sad? It's. It's pretty sad. I mean, yeah, it makes you very emotional. Like, I think I cried the first time I watched it anyway, but it was like tears. But I watched it. I went to my parents' house of the weekend and um, I watched it with my sister, like full on, like <gasps> crying. Oh, my God. And she's over there staring at me like it's a freaking cartoon. And I'm like, um, no, it's not a cartoon. This is real life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it made me very emotional. Like. I don't know. I feel like I'm not an emotional person. Like, I'm very... You're not. <laughs> I feel like I'm a very, like, strong-hearted, like, someone better have died if you're crying. Mm-hmm. And I've cried everything. 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 Like, there was one day... This was when I was still going to work. So, um... <clears throat> I was on my way to work. It was, like, when everything about COVID was coming out, but we weren't in quarantine yet. I think maybe they told us that we were working remote the next day or something. Like, it was really close. But <laughs> I was driving to work, and me and my dad, every great once in a while, like, every once in a couple months, 
we'll hit each other on the freeway, not like literal, like bang, bang, hit each other, but we'll see each other on the freeway. Cause he, um, he works down the hill. So we take the same freeway. Um, and like, I'm literally only on the freeway, like maybe two miles on that same freeway as him. But every great once in a while, I'll see like his sticker or he'll see my sticker from my car and we'll pull up next to each other and like wave high. Um, literally passed him on the freeway. I cried the entire rest of the way to work. <laughs> and I was just like, I just saw my dad, like he was going to work chilling. I was going to work. Like it's no big deal. But I literally like, I waved bye to him and like literal tears are like running down my face. I'm like, I haven't even made it to work yet. That's I so... haven't even made it. It's not even 7.15 and I'm full on bawling my eyes out because I passed my dad on the freeway. <laughs> it's weird shit, man. I don't know what's going on. That is so funny. I've literally thought like maybe I'm pregnant, but I'm on birth control and I've had, you know, the time of the month already. So I know it's not that. What? Like, I don't know. I'm like, what? Did you, what is going on? Did you have any particular, like, thought when you were crying, like, why you were sad or you were just sad? No, I was just sad. And, like, it's happened before. Um, but, but when it happened before, this was with um, my ex of a long time ago. We had a really, really bad fallout. Um, this is the one that I lived with for a little while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember yeah. all the stories about him. Um. <clears throat> But there was one day my brother came down and spent the night um, at our little house thing. And my brother came and spent the night and my brother left when I did. And he went up to my parents' house and then I went to work. And I remember it happened that day because my boyfriend at the time was in the passenger seat and I was driving. And I saw like we were like driving together, right? And then he took the other freeway to go up to my parents' house, literally bawled my eyes out, crying hysterically. Like, my boyfriend at the time was like, we need to pull over. Like, you can't drive like this. And I was like, shut up. Don't talk to me. Like, full on. But I know, like, back then it was because I was, like, literally in, like, a major depression. And I didn't know how to get out. Yeah. And so, like, seeing my family leave, I was like, I didn't know what to do, you know? Like, my one, like, normal piece of my life that I had for 24 hours, you know? Right. Um, was, like, going away. So I know why that happened. Mm-hmm. But this time, like, seeing my dad, I see my dad, like, once every couple, like, I see my dad all the time, personally. But, like, on the road, like, I see him every couple months, and we wave, and, like, I'll make stupid, like, signs at him, or I'll honk at him, like, he's, like, driving too slow, like, stupid shit. But this time, I, like, legit cried the whole rest of my, like, three-mile drive to work, like, hysterically crying, like, oh, my God. Like, I got to the parking lot, and I was like, I cannot go into work crying for no reason, like, snap out of it. Yeah, I think, you know, it's the whole COVID thing, like it's affecting so many parts of our lives, even if it's not directly affecting our health. Yeah, it's changed everything about our world at this point. So I think as much as we try and like, ignore the bad parts for now, it still gets to you. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's a cute story. I mean, it's sad, but you know. I mean, thinking about it now, I just, I don't know. I just, I remember going into work, like, something's wrong with me. Yeah. Like, something's wrong. Did something you, happened. Did you pull it together? Yeah, I did okay. I went into work, and, like, you know, like, once you start talking to other people, it gets off your mind. Yeah. And, like, you're okay, but it's like, oh, my God. Right. Like, seeing my dad drive off, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why am I crying? I'm a crazy person. That's so funny, though. So if he listens to this now, he knows he made me cry on my way to work. That's cute. Shout out. What's your dad's name? Larry. 
Larry. Larry. Shout out Larry. Yeah. Did you ever it's watch? It's really funny. Sorry. Um, shit. Uh, Orange is the New Black? Yeah. That's the only Larry I've ever known. So now I'm going to know really? a Larry in my real life. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So me um, and two of my coworkers, my manager and my other coworkers. So the three of us, like, we're on the same team. It's my manager, me, and my coworker. We're all born in May. All three of our birthdays are in May. All three of our dads are named Larry. Are you? Uh-huh. Right? Super weird. I was like, what? Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. Are you guys all in the same age range? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Bray. Well, are you ready for my true crime story? I go first. Oh, you're right. The haunted, right? Yeah. <laughs> are you nice ready try. to tell me your, your, your haunted story? Yes. Now, what I'm going to do, because I don't know how to pronounce this word, and I know when I did this story, like, a week and a half ago, I watched three or four YouTube videos on how to say it, right? And I was like, okay, I can do this. Okay. But now I can't remember, so I'm going to see if this will say it to me really quick. Okay. Je Je voudon. Okay. I might use this little play button. Can you hear it yeah. from there? Yeah. Okay. I might use it in the means that I don't think I can say it, but <clears throat> we're going to try it. Okay. Okay. So my story is the beast of, oh, dang it, I lost my page. Where'd it go? Is the beast of? Givaudan. Okay. So this story, it's kind of a little interesting because it's not a true crime story, but it might not also be a paranormal story. Um, it's like a folktale tale. But there's proof about it. Okay. So I found it pretty interesting. It sounds pretty interesting. And I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah. So I don't know where I found it. I think I was looking up. I don't know. I think I was looking up. I don't know if this is correct information. But I think I was looking up pictures for your haunted um, forest story. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this one was like, it was like the 10, no, it wouldn't have been on there. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I know I was looking for something else and I came across this story and I was like, oh my God, how interesting. But I don't know what I was really looking at. Okay. Those are the best stories though. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh my God, I've never heard of this before. (coughs) Okay. So this beast is associated with, um, meaning the, it's a man-eating animal or animals um, that terrorized a location in France from 1764 to 1766. So only three years. That's very they have recordings of this, right? Okay. So <clears throat> the uh, attacks covered from an area of about 56 by 50 miles. So like think of like a, I guess that would be pretty close to a square. 56 by 50. Pretty close to a square, but technically a rectangle. Okay. So, um, 
Oh my gosh. Uh, victims. So a lot of people died, and there are like literal proof recordings of this, which is why it's weird because it's like literally like a true crime. People died, but it's from like this crazy folklore animal. Okay, so the attacks spanned for those three years from 1764 to 1766. Um, covered the area of 56 by 50 miles. So 64 this- to 66. 1764 to 17, oh, 67, three years, 64 to 67. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically the tale is, is that this beast would come and, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I can't stop coughing now. Um, they come and they kill people by tearing out their throats. Um, these beasts have supposedly um, formidable teeth and immense tails. And this is according to eyewitnesses. Okay. Literal eyewitnesses. So people saw these Weird. things people attacking people and ripping their throats out? Mm-hmm. Cool. Literally. So. <clears throat> uh, the number of victims differs. Supposedly, there's an estimate that there was 210 attacks. Um, but, listen. 113 died, but 49 were injured and lived. After getting their throats ripped out? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't get to the throat. Because <laughs> I feel like if you got your throat ripped out, you wouldn't be able to live. That's about it, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But, um, so say 113 got their throats ripped out. 49 people, this beast tried to rip their throat out, but they, like, ran away or something. Got you. Um, it says 98 of the victims were partly eaten, which I don't know what part of the body what was part? like legit okay. eaten, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, uh, this beast though was reportedly killed several times, which means there's more than one. Right. Yeah. Or it, it reincarnated or it- it comes back. Ooh, it comes back to life. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. Ooh, 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 ooh. But once it was killed, do you know they kept the body? Oh, I have no idea. I can try and look in here. Maybe I just forgot about it, but I don't. I don't think so. Cool, cool, cool. I have no idea. Um. Mm-hmm. So, the beast of. Let me have this thing say it again. The beast of. Givaudan. I just need to remember how to say it, but I'm not going to. Um, committed its first attack in the early summer of 1764. Um, a young woman named Marie Vallée was tending cattle when she saw the beast come towards her. But she was surrounded by bulls, and the bulls charged at the beast, right? And they drove it off. Okay. Okay. So that's how she, she was the first one to actually come in contact with it, and she lived. But shortly afterwards, the first victim was reported, and it was a 14-year-old, um, I think Jane, J-A-N-N-E, or Jan, Janny, okay. um, Boulet, was killed near the village from this beast. So. The woman got away because she was surrounded by bulls that loved her, which I didn't know bulls, like, 
we're loyal to people. I've but seen, interestingly <clears throat> enough, I've seen that. I've seen animals like cows defending people. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. <clears throat> okay. So throughout the remainder of 1764, there was other attacks that were reported. Um, <clears throat> the beast was reportedly preying on like lone men. So basically anyone that was alone, like lone men, women, and children, mm-hmm. um, as they were like tending livestock or if they were in the forest. Um, <clears throat> but they only seem to do it like if you're alone, like not with like a pack of people. And they only seemed to target the victim's head or neck region. Okay. In late December of uh, 1764, it had been circulating that there was more than one of these animals because they had such a high number of attacks in a little bit of time. Um, and some of them were seemed to have been reported like simultaneously. Oh, so okay. now they're saying that there's more than one. Mm-hmm. So now we're going into January of the next year. On January 12th of 1765, there was eight friends, which holla back in 1765, you had eight friends. Like we have social media and everything. And I feel like I don't even have that. <laughs> like to be honest. Stop exposing yourself like this. <clears throat> Me? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> you're dragging yourself. You're like, I don't even have eight friends now. I mean, I probably do have eight friends, but I'm just saying like back then. It was like, that's pretty cool, because uh, like people didn't live like next door to each if other. They they had had, like, space, if they had MySpace, they would be able to fill their top eight, basically. Literally. Mm, oh my god, we should bring MySpace back. I mean, should we? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Okay. It would give me so much. It would give me something to work on to like create my profile page. Honestly, I feel like you need to dedicate your life to TikTok right now, and that would just make me so happy, dude. I'm just not getting enough followers. Because you're not posting out enough content, right? But I posted like five yesterday. Did you see the one that I got almost a thousand views on? No, which one was it? Uh, the one, <laughs> the one of me doing like the prank of the walking in front of your boyfriend. Oh, that one was very funny. <clears throat> I, I, okay. So I don't get alerts when you post. Oh, uh-huh. so I usually see your videos when you post them on Instagram, and then I go. Because if I'm not alerted, then I don't think you posted, so I don't go to your page, right? And I don't do the whole... I never scroll to my following list. But I should come up on the For You page. Okay, well, here's the thing. You've only ever come up on my For You page once, and that was uh-huh. with that video with the boyfriend. like boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I was so... I was like, oh, my God, you made it, and then I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get very many likes on it, which is weird. Because my very first video that I posted, I got like almost 50 likes, but only 300 people saw it, right? Uh But then that one, I got almost, I think almost 900. I have like 800 and something, but I only got like 16 people to like it. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's super weird. The algorithm is weird. Yeah, I heard that the algorithm is is like if people like rewatch it over and over and over again, it'll have you reoccur. So I need you guys to, like, put on the video and just, like, walk away from your phone and go pee or something and then come back. Just let it play for, like, an hour? Just let it play for, like, five minutes and see if if I become more famous. Okay. Cool. If you want to follow my TikTok, it's B-R-I-T-T-W-I-T-T-E-C-K. <laughs> yes. <They're laughs> That's cool. my TikTok. Mm-hmm. Make me famous. Yes. Um, okay. Back to the story. <clears throat> 
Yes. <clears throat> so these eight friends were attacked by the beast on January 12th. Okay, this says after several attacks, they drove it away, right? But what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. I don't get the several attacks thing. Like, several different days? Or, like, you, like, I would assume it and that it, like, it laid down and they and were like, able to, like, fight it off. And then it would try again. And then they had to fight it off several times. Yeah. What is several? Three to four? I mean, honestly, who knows? Okay. Well, anyways, they made it. All also, why is it attacking a group of eight people? Right? Cool. We're on the same page. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> so, the beast was a man-eating creature. It looked like a wolf. But it was only... This is what's weird. Is I've heard two different things. And I think maybe lower it says something different. But it says that it looks like a wolf, but it was as big as a calf. Which, I guess a calf is pretty big. Yeah. Depending cow, on, right? like... Yeah, it's a baby cow. So I guess they're, like, pretty tall. But I don't see it as big as, like, a a twilight wolf. (laughs) Well, I don't think they're talking about a twilight wolf. But I want it to be, like, as big as a twilight wolf. Um, I think it would make it so much more interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been with a live baby cow, so I don't know how big they are in real life. But I think they would, like, stand up to, like, your chest area. Like, standing up if they were, like, super tall. Like they're because they have those long gangly legs. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it would stand up to like your chest area. Your chesticles? Yeah. Cool. Hang on, I think I'm gonna sneeze. Maybe not. Okay, I think I stopped it. You good? I think so. Okay. Okay. So as big as a calf, it had a dog like head with small ears a wide chest, big teeth, and a huge tail. Its fur was brown, but on its back, it had, like, black streaks. So, like, um, my dog how it has, like, it's, like, white, but then it has, like, black streaks through its back. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. So, some witnesses have reported that the beast has supernatural abilities. They say that it could walk like a human on its hind legs. Now that I think is terrifying. This is like a werewolf story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they say or they say that it can make like huge leaps, like could like go really far in, in a jump. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's believed that it could repel bullets, like if you went to shoot it. Right. And here, oh look at here's this. Ready. And that it could come back from the dead. Oh. So you were right. Good job. I really thought this was going to be a short story. I guess we did our intro. I was like, I only have three pages of stuff. Okay. We're going through all right. So, in this time, in France, from 1764 to 1760, I think that was my guinea pig squeaking. Was it? I was like, what is I that? Think so. oh, um, was it Pua? Probably. I don't know who squeaks. They don't. They hate me. If I walk in there, they'll like hide in the corner. They're not used to me yet. So I don't know what they're squeaking about. I fed them just a little bit ago. Oh my gosh. They're playing. I can hear them like running. That's cute. But they don't they fight. They have right? energy. Huh? They don't fight. Not that I know of. 
That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, within the time frame, a hundred wolves were killed because they were mistaken as That's so sad the, as the beast of I read this, I read this, I read this, I read this. Sorry, I lost my place when I went back to get the name of it. Okay, so it became the beast of Gaugevois, I think is how it said, Um, became very popular. It was feared. They were putting out rewards if you killed it. Um, One, I'm not sure what what a captain was back then. I don't know if that's like a captain of a ship or like a captain of the military. I'm assuming military. Yeah, I would think so. There's like troops in it. Right. So that's what I'm assuming. But I feel like in 17 something, I didn't know that was like the name. I feel like that's a long time ago. But anyways. <laughs> um, Captain Dumal of the Claremont Ferrand Dragoons. Nice. It's two N's. Is that really dragoons? <laughs> I'm sure you nailed that pronunciation. <laughs> but dragons is one N, and this is D R A G O O N S. O O N S? O O N S. Not dragons, it's dragoons. Dragoons. Dragons. Mm. I mean, it could be a misspelling. But otherwise, there was real dragons. Well, it's a French story, though, right? Yes. So probably that's why. Okay. So him and his troops were sent to hunt. They failed. Not cool. Um, Louis the 15th sent professional wolf hunters. I'm just kind of confused on how the military is less like, able to hunt. I guess a wolf hunter, like, they know what they're doing. Right. But still. They're like, specialized in getting the Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, there was two wolf hunters. It was Jean Charles Marc Antony, Vaumalcede and Neval. Mm-hmm. Good job. Sure. Yeah. Totes. Mm-hmm. And his son, Jean Francis Francis <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry. I can see your French roots shining through right now. My what? Your French roots. Yes, I know. I'm. I was totally born there. Okay. <clears throat> um. Anyways, they were sent to go hunt the creature. They ended up killing a large wolf that was believed to be the beast, but more attacks followed after. Got it. So it could have been one of them, maybe, or or just wrong. a poor wolf. I know, literally. So, uh, a man named uh, Jean Chastel eventually killed the beast in 1767. Nice. Here's the thing. But he only killed one. So, maybe all of these people should be getting credit. Because if, they, if there was more than one, then they probably each killed one. Right? Uh, okay, so why are they so sure that this one man killed the actual thing? Exactly. Okay. No idea. Cool, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it said that he was the one that eventually killed the beast in 1767. He was a local hunter. Um, he shot the creature with a bullet that he made out of silver. Supposedly, that's why it's led like modern, mo- the depiction of werewolves. That like, I guess they can't handle silver. 
Okay. I don't I don't I don't know anything about werewolves, but <laughs> supposedly like that bullet that killed him out of silver is why something about silver and werewolves happens today. Okay. Okay. Um the creature's stomach was ripped out by a surgeon and it exposed the contents of the last victim. So it was one of them for sure because it had like I mean, if they're going after the throat, it had somebody's throat in its stomach. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, yeah. don't, here's my thing. Don't animals usually, when they kill, they go for your throat because that's like natural instinct. That's how you kill your prey. Sure. Right? Sure. Yes. They go for the throat. <clears throat> so my thing is like, couldn't this just be a wolf that was hunting and happened to hunt a person and yeah of course they went for the throat because but it came back from the dead and it was able to repel bullets and it could walk on its hind legs (laughs) okay anyways okay my last bullet is the real story are you ready ready so because of the frequency it is believed that it was a pack of wolves right okay but others others think that it was a lion Uh uh-huh in front okay uh But eyewitnesses say that the creature could have not been any of those things because it was the beast of Gévaudan. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, you can believe anything that you would like. Yeah, you can believe whatever the fuck you want to believe at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting story and it's one that I came across and I just couldn't let it go. So... Here we are today. To be honest, I mean, that's pretty much with any of our paranormal stories. You can believe whatever you want because we're just spouting out a bunch of shit that people say. Literally. Um, but, real quick yeah. side note. Right yeah. now that you mentioned the lion. Uh-huh. I never fact checked this. So I don't know if it's true or, you know, people just be posting shit on the Internet. Uh-huh. But, you know, with this whole COVID-19 situation going on and people all over the world are being either quarantined or being asked to self-isolate but you know people aren't doing as they're told so they're still going out Mm -hmm. so again i don't know if this is fact i did not fact check i just saw and i thought it was very uh interesting i believe it was in russia pretty sure so i guess that the people were asked to stay indoors and people were not abiding so what they decided to do to ensure that people would stay in their house is houses is that they just released a bunch of lions into the streets oh yeah you hadn't heard that no i haven't yeah so again i don't know if it was just someone who posted it and it got a lot of traction and it was all over the place or if it's actual reality but i wouldn't be surprised if russia did that to be honest yeah very interesting yeah so Hmm. that's what your little line story made me think of your little that's pretty funny Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that was a good story. Thank you. Uh huh. Um, I like. I tried a little bit. You what? Yeah, I said I tried a little bit. Yeah, it was good. I like that it was French. I like that you had to pronunciate words that were hard to pronunciate. Very hard. And I like that you know, at the end of the day, it could just be anything, but it could also be uh the werewolf origins, the beast of. Je nice. But I do have a story to tell you, Brittany. Hey. Are you ready? I'm ready. I remember the story, but I researched it so long ago and I did my notes like a month ago. Yeah. So I'm going to be 
pretty much reading off my notes at this point. I don't know any of it by heart. Sounds good to me. But it's called, or it's been nicknamed the Dumbbell Murders. Murder, because there was only one death. Hmm. Okay. So, we're starting our story with a woman, and her name is Ruth Brown. Ruth was born on March 27th, so it would have been a few days ago, mm-hmm. um, of 1895. And that makes her a an Aries, right? Sure. Yes. So she has that very Aries chaotic energy throughout this whole story. You're going to see why. Okay. So Ruth worked at a telephone company. And one day while she was working there, she accidentally dialed the wrong number. So she was trying to call someone. She put the wrong number in. And then the person who answered her was a man. And his name is Albert Snyder. Okay. Now, Albert was very, very, very sad at the time. Because the woman that he had been in love with for 10 years had recently passed away. And she died right before their wedding. Oh. So he was dealing with a lot. Speaking of weddings, um, I know my friend Lindsay listens. And I want to give her a shout out. Because this Saturday um, was supposed to be her her wedding day. And it's gotten postponed. Um, I know she's still trying to, like, actually, like, officially get married on that day. Because, like, her shoes have the date on it. And all these things have the date on it. Um, but I want to give her a shout out and just say that I love her and I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's being postponed now until after summer. So that sucks. Sorry, Lindsay. I know. Lindsay, Lindsay I love so you. Sweet. She is. And I know she listens. So oh. I want to give her a piece of my heart right now. Yes. We're sorry, Lindsay. I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. You can continue. I'm and she'll have something to look forward to for a little longer now. I <laughs> know. That's what we said about posting. <laughs> yeah. Well, us, hopefully it doesn't get canceled. We'll see. Yeah, true. But, Lindsay, your wedding will be there soon. But I'm sorry it got postponed. That sucks. I know. Okay. But this man, he lost his wife right before their wedding. Okay. He was very sad. He's dealing with his shit. Um, So he, you know, with all that going on in his mind and in his life, he got really upset with Ruth, you know, because she called his number and he was just not in that mindset to be receiving random phone calls. Mm Mm-hmm. So he went off on her. I don't know what that means. There wasn't details, but like he kind of like snapped at her. Mm-hmm. And so she apologized. And then he realized how mean he was being to her. So he apologized back. And then they just started talking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how personal or deep that conversation got. Like I said, there's not that many details. But what I do know is that the next day, Ruth called him back on purpose because she wanted to talk to him again. So they must have had a pretty nice conversation, right? Yeah. All right. So they end up hitting it off. And a few days later, they end up meeting for the first time in person. And he was working for a boating magazine. And at that job, he got Ruth a job as a secretary. After that, they started dating. And in the year 1915, they got married. At the time, Albert was 32 years old and Ruth was 20 years old. 20 or 28? 20, 20. Two zero. Okay. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of issues, and in 1917, Ruth got pregnant. So she's super excited. She's ready for, you know, mommyhood. She's ready to have a kid. But mm-hmm. Albert was not into it at all. He was not excited. He was not looking forward to it. He didn't want to have a kid. Eventually, he says, okay, I'm fine with it. Like, it is what it is, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. But his condition was that he wanted the baby to be a boy 
Ruth gave birth to a baby girl. Her name was Lorraine, and she was born on November 15th, 1917. Okay. So time goes by. Albert's making a lot of money, and he moved the family into an eight-bedroom house in Long Island. Damn. And it was just them three. So the couple and their baby girl. Okay. And they're in an eight-bedroom house. Um, Ruth was very miserable. Her marriage pretty much sucked. Um, her husband didn't really want anything to do with her or the kid. Um, but he had a lot of money and he was supporting them financially, but she was still very sad and lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said that their relationship was pretty bad from the start. Uh, he was a very introverted person and he liked like his favorite activities were staying in, um, cause he liked to work on his car and Ruth was way more of the typical Aries. She was outgoing. She loved going to the movies and she loved animals, so she wanted to have her house full of animals. And the most Albert that, the most that Albert was able to ever tolerate for her was a bird, pretty much. Oh my god! So they were very opposite, and that led them to clash a lot in their relationship. Mm-hmm. He was a hothead. He would get extremely upset um, throughout the day. Several times, he would just have like he would snap on her all the time, mm-hmm. and he was really still stuck on his ex-fiance whose name was Julie right mm-hmm. he even kept a painting of her hung up in their house and he talked about her regularly and he would frequently compare Ruth to Julie which is really sad uh, that's not good. yeah I understand like even the picture thing I kind of get because you're still just remembering them right but yeah that's really messed up to be comparing anyone to anyone even if they're alive or dead don't do that definitely yeah okay so in 1923 ruth's dad passed away and her mom moved in with her daughter so now ruth's mom is living with the couple right mm-hmm So she was able to spend a lot of time with them. Obviously, she's in their home. And that really opened up her eyes to how toxic their relationship was. So her mom begs her to get a divorce. But Ruth says no. And even though she didn't feel like things were going well or she wasn't loved, she she decided that she was going to stay in the relationship. Um, But because she felt like she wasn't getting the affection that she wanted or needed, she started having affairs with many men. Although it wasn't right of her to do so, she knew that ultimately she still wanted to be with Albert and the other guys were just kind of like her boy toys. She didn't care about any of them. She was just using them pretty much for sex and like company. Yeah. But one day she ends up meeting a man named Henry Judd Gray and she completely falls in love with him from the day. Okay. (laughs) She falls in love with him from the day she meets him. Um, where they met at a place called Henry's Swedish Restaurant. Okay. Okay, so a little bit about Joe. He was born on July 8th, so he's a cancer like me, um, 1892. Okay. They, both Ruth Ruth and Judd had children, just one, so each one of them had their own child, right? Okay. So Ruth had her, her baby girl, Lorraine, with um, Albert, and Judd had his child with his boo thing um, whose name was Isabel mm-hmm. so both of them were having several affairs so they're not just hooking up with each other they're they're having several affairs behind their spouses backs and they ended up bonding over their dislike of their spouses 
In the beginning, they would meet up in hotel rooms, but eventually Ruth started, like, getting real bold and sneaking Judd into their home, even... Well, no, I think it was just when Albert wasn't around. But she had him in the house constantly. And Judd called Ruth Momsy. Like, that was his nickname for her. And she called him Bud. Eventually, Ruth and Judd had the talk that a lot of cheating people have, which is... (laughs) that they wanted to kill Albert because they wanted to get his life insurance policy. So Ruth had convinced the insurance agency to increase his life insurance to 48,000 without his knowledge. But she was really trying to get 96,000, which in today's money is $1.4 million (laughs) because there was something called double indemnity clause, right? Okay. And that clause states that if the death was very sudden, so it wasn't like a, an illness that took time, then the family was going to get double the original amount, which is how she would have gotten the $96,000. Because obviously he was going to die very fast because he was going to be killed. What the heck? Okay. Okay. But this wasn't a thought that just one day came out of the blue because it wasn't even something that she thought of when she fell in love with Judd. Because she told Judd that she had already tried to kill him several times before. So the way she had done this is that she had tried to engineer a gas leak in the room that he was sleeping in. And she had also knocked the jack out of underneath the car while he was working on it. And when he didn't die, she just pretended like it, it had been an accident. Something else that she did is that she closed the garage door with the engine while the engine of his car was still running. And she even put rat poison in his coffee. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, so she had tried a lot. And because she had failed so much, she ended up turning to Judd for help. And this took place about two years into their affair. Okay, so now on March 19th, 1927, Ruth and Albert went out to a party with their daughter. When Ruth's mom, I don't know where she was, but she was not home and she wasn't at the party. She was somewhere else. So Ruth told Judd that they were going to go to the party and that she knew that Albert was going to be coming home back really drunk. So they go to the party. They come back around two in the morning. But Albert ended up drinking a lot less than Ruth had expected him to. So he wasn't really drunk. Like maybe he was tipsy, but he was tired. It was two in the morning. So he went straight to the bedroom to fall asleep. Ruth put their daughter, Lorraine, who was nine years old at the time, Mm -hmm. into her bedroom. And then she went into a spare bedroom where Judd was waiting. They headed, uh, I don't know if this is true or not. I had read this, but they supposedly like they fooled around waiting for um, Albert to fall asleep. Okay. And then later on in the night, they headed into the master bedroom where he was knocked out. And Judd hit him over the head with a let weight which was the dumbbell and the impact wasn't enough to kill him. So they covered his mouth with chloroform and that knocked him out. And then they strangled him to death with a piece of picture wire. Now, all of these things had been purchased by Judd and Ruth the day before the murder and Albert died. They murdered him successfully. So they needed to set up the scene to make it seem like it had been a home invasion got wrong. They ended up kind of wrecking the place. They threw a bunch of things around and Judd grabbed a few things so that it would seem like things had been stolen out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. 
Judd tied Ruth up and he left her there so that it seemed like she had been left for dead. And once he left, Ruth let a few hours pass by. And this is the really, really fucked up part of the whole story mm-hmm. is that she started banging on the walls so that her nine-year-old daughter would wake up, run into the room, and she was the one who found the crime scene. Oh, no. Yeah. So she ran in there and she sees her dad fucking dead. And she unties her mom, who then tells her daughter to go call, go call the neighbor because they need help, right? So... Um, she goes over and she calls their neighbor, whose name is Luis. And when he gets there, Ruth tells him that two burglars came into the house and they had killed Albert and they had hit her over the head and tied her up. And she claimed that they looked like Italians. That was her whole description of the men. Okay. So Luis calls the police and the story immediately breaks and makes all the headlines. So the police start looking for people who probably had problems with Albert. They questioned some of the people who had been at the party the night before, and he had actually gotten into an argument with one of the guests. But Mm. luckily, that person had a solid alibi, so the police kept investigating. They went back into the house to search for any clues, and they ended up finding a monogram pin with the initials J.G., and they initially thought that that was going to be a clue that had been dropped by one of the murders. Mm-hmm. But it actually ended up being a pin that had belonged to Albert's ex fiance. Remember, her name was Julie. Mm-hmm. So that, those were her initials. But the police didn't know that and they didn't rule it as a belonging of Julie. So they went to Ruth's address book and they found someone who had the same initials, which was Judd Gray. Um, okay. They went and they asked her, "What about Judd?" Like without even expecting any anything to really turn up, they just were trying to piece anything that they could together. And her mm-hmm. immediate response was, "Has he confessed?" So they lied and they said that he had, and they pretty much got the confession right that he was involved. So they arrested him later that day. And this is a side note, but. Remember how they had tried to make it seem like it was a robbery, so Judd had taken things out of the room? Yeah. All the things that were supposedly stolen, the police later found that in the basement. So he had just taken it out of the room oh, and put it somewhere else. weird. Okay. Um, so both Rude and Judd admitted to conspiring the plan, but they blamed each other, right, for the actual murder. Ugh. Okay. And... They were both saying that the other person had actually killed Albert while the other one was just kind of a bystander. Mm-hmm. And they spent hours making up lies, trying to blame the other person. Ruth said that Judd seduced her and forced her to go through with the plans. And in Judd's story, Ruth had manipulated him. And then he even went out to speak to tabloids to try and make himself seem like the real victim of the whole story. Mm-hmm. As... It would be expected, especially at the time that this story took place, the public ended up siding with Judd because they viewed Ruth as an adulterer and like she was the one who should take full blame while Judd was constantly seen as a good family man who couldn't help himself and only did what he did to help her out. Wow. A lot of people were really, really interested and invested in the case. So there were about 1,500 people inside the courtroom and an additional 2,000 people outside waiting. On January 12, 1928, 
Ruth became the first woman to be executed in the Sing Sing pre- prison since 1899. Reports say that she was walking to the electric chair very calm- calmly, mm-hmm. and after two minutes of the electricity pulsing through her body, she was pronounced dead. Judd was oh executed. God. Yeah, Judd was also ex- executed a few moments after Ruth was. But during um, Ruth's execution, there was a journalist whose name was Tom Howard. But he had a camera that was strapped to his ankle and he used it to take a snapshot of her execution. So the very next day, that picture was ran on the front page of the New York Daily News and it sold out within 15 minutes. 15 minutes? The tabloids continued to portray Ruth as an evil bitch. And during her last interview, she said that if this is her quote, if I were to live my life over again, I would be what I want my child to be a good girl. And that's the end of her quote. So even though Judd was found guilty for his crimes and punished exactly the same way Ruth had been, he was still seen as a tough man. And everyone described even the way he walked towards his execution. They said it was very gracefully and like he was so calm People were saying that Ruth, even though I guess the official reports say that she was calm as well, the tabloids kept writing stories like that she was begging for her life and making a big scene. Mm-hmm. While everything that they wrote about Judd was like, wow, what a man, you know, like he's he's tough, he's graceful. Um, one of the quotes that was actually written about it said, here was a man who was going to his death with a controlled spirit. He crossed the threshold with the nod of a supporting hand. His step was firm and assured. He walked upright with shoulders thrown back slightly, and mm-hmm. there was no weakening of the knees, no trembling of the hands or lips. That was a quote from the new son. So mm-hmm. he was asked for his last words before he was killed, and the advice he gave was very profound. He said, stay away from bad liquor and bad women. <laughs> Then in 1943, there was a book called Double Indemnity, and it's based on this story. And then in 1944, the movie was released with the same name. And that's the whole story. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was, I mean, it's really sad and everything. I thought it was really interesting how everyone blamed her. Seriously. I mean, it's she, like um the Carol Baskins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, she was the wife, so I understand that part. Like, the ultimate betrayal came from her. Yeah. But, you know, the woman, it's like, oh, stay, bad for, stay away from bad women or they're going to ruin your life is what they're trying to make it out to be. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah. Oh, man. That's my whole story. All right. Oh, Very man. interesting. My back hurts. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm good. How are you feeling? You tired? Um, not really. I'm drinking wine though. You're drinking wine? Yeah. I opened it yesterday, so I have to finish it before it goes bad. Okay. Um, what time are you going to sleep now? Usually it's around like eleven. Oh, pretty late, dude. Yeah, because I don't wake up until seven, so. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't gotta get ready and drive no more. Yeah, that's I it. Wake up, move to my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk over. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Literally. Okay. Well, um, any last words? Dang. You gonna kill me? Any last advice that you wanna give to the listeners? Watch the Tiger King. It's hilarious. Okay, I'm so confused. Everyone and their mother is talking about it. It's hilarious. What is it? So basically, it's about um, this guy Joe um, Exotic, and he is owned, this, okay. Um, is this a is this a fake documentary or it's actual? No, it's legit true crime, real as fuck. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So basically, <clears throat> this guy owns like a tiger zoo, and um, he has like a rival that's Carol, and so basically it goes on and on and on. But then it talks about how like. Carol most likely killed her husband and fed him and fed him to the tigers. Um, and then um, at the end, like Joe goes to jail because he had, he orchestrated like a plan to kill Carol. It's, it's the best thing you'll see in 2020. Really? Okay. Yeah. You, you have to watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, I'll I'll look into it now. Yeah, I was just confused. I I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a mockumentary for a while. No, it's it's real, so real. Okay, it's gotcha. so funny. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. that's your advice. I don't really have advice. Yeah. Um, People die. Like it's a legit true crime story. It's oh my god, but it's like a trailer trash. See, that's what I thought. That's why I thought it was fake because I saw like little clips no. and I'm like, this looks so fake. Uh-uh. It's, it's real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch it. It's like seven episodes. That's my recommendation for the week. Okay. I don't have a recommendation, so <clears throat> just wash your hands, everybody. Yes, please wash your hands. Uh-huh. And send us your stories um, to the haunted and the wanted at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, follow our Instagram at the haunted and the wanted, and you can tweet us at THATW podcast. Um, yes, please. Yes, please. Other than that, I think just, you know, stay safe, have a good week, and we'll catch you guys next week for another episode of The Haunted and the Wanted, the which is 50% Haunted, 50% Wanted, and 100%, 100% That, that W podcast. podcast. Bye. Bye.